0: happy friday i better get that off there before they ping me gotta fade that out real quick they'll ping you for putting what do they call that it's uh something they classified as someone else's stuff i just use it for fade in music and fade out music happy friday hope you guys have had a great week it's kind of an interesting day we're kind of in this blase place in the spirit you're kind of noticing that the last couple of days everybody's kind of waiting for things to start moving again because we're head to head with the enemy but the good news is, is that the enemy's losing traction, he's losing firepower, the terrors are losing firepower. Don't get fooled, don't get duped, don't get duped, you're making headway. And so the closer you get to your breakthrough, the more the enemy amps up his attacks against you. So it usually means that you start to either believe the lies of the enemy because you're so tired, or you're gonna believe the truth of God because of what he's told you in past seasons and where he's taking you. If God finishes what he starts, you should too. Stay in that place, don't lose traction, don't lose focus. Um, and I know you're fatigued mentally, I know a lot of you're fatigued spiritually, and that's a bad combination, but stay focused. Um, and I need to move that back over here. I've got a lot to talk to you about this Friday. It doesn't feel like Friday though to me. I don't know why. And I've got to hurry through this and I'm sorry because I've got to get my mom to the doctor. But um, I do. I've got a lot to talk to you about still. Um, whose world are you living in? This is going to make sense in a second. Whose world have you created around you? Because we all, perception's reality. So whatever your lens is that you're living through, that's your world around you. And it may not be God's. You may think that's all you've ever known. It may, you may be raised in church and you may think you're fine. But, and I have to challenge you, to ask God, inquire of God, Lord, am I living in your world? Am I living in the world you want to create for my life? Or is it something that I've just settled for unknowingly? I'll get into it in a second. But the 50-minute refs title today, Whose World Are You Living In? Blocks to Movement. Enemy Power Switches Now Off, Thank You, God, and Changes Here. So there's good news in the the room today. There's good news in the message today. Um, And actually, for those of you who have been obedient you know we've heard the prophets say we've heard kent christmas say this a lot of the big prophets i think the new girl's name is julie green god bless her um but judgment's here i've been saying this now for a while judgment's here and and they hate the truth prophets by the way these these people that we're gonna be talking about today whether it's the occult or whether it's the religious people stuck underneath the apparatus of religion the terrorists. um because there there are three streams flowing right now and i'm gonna get into that here in a second, but. some of these people who've been sitting in church all their lives hey sonia they may as well join a coven because they're they're acting like hell behind the scenes they're praying like hell and they they're serving hell they're serving hell so you might as well just go on over there and and just go do what they're doing go do what they're doing because that's who your master is you haven't gotten your heart cleaned up this will actually explain that a little bit in more detail right now. And so for all these religious people who hear these messages, boy, they hate me. They just, they just dislike the Lord of my life. And and it's like, well, you're not, it's not, it's no sweat off my back, but you need to get to know him. You really need to get to know him because your ways aren't his ways. And so that's what, he's coming after in this hour he's coming back for a pure spotless bride a bride who's chosen to grow up in him to get free from everything that besets her that can actually sit up beside him in ruling and reigning abilities and power so that we can actually be sons and daughters of the hour sons and daughters of izakar knowing the times but if you know anything about this time and I, i don't know how to any way the way to preface this because all the religious people get ticked off when i say this but it's not an hour of doom and gloom that means your perception's off. Your timing's off. You're not looking through the right lens. But if you're in a spirit of religion, it is an hour of doom and gloom for you, because that's all you're going to be operating, and that's all that's going to come to you. You'll have what you say. I don't care how much you know the word. You'll have what you say. Your perception, your lens is skewed. I was going to say something else, but that's not appropriate. Anyway, let's move on. So because your view of Scripture Will only be seeing seen through your lens of religion instead of what the tr- spirit of the true God says you're not hearing God correctly there are such things as evil kings queens and priests evil judges evil councils their perceptions off they have fivefold giftings they're serving a different master they're not getting cleaned up so they're serving hell they're acting like hell behind the scenes. We're experiencing it the way they pray, the what they do, what they say. Yet they give lip service in front of everybody else. Oh, no, I'm God. I'm God's, But nobody knows what you do behind the scenes except God. You're the ones that God is dressing in this hour. He's saying, I'm fixing to knock out your power. It's already the light switches off. It's happening. It's already starting. Thank God it's already starting for some of these evil people because, oh, my Lord. But religion, if you know anything about it, it's man's attempt to make peace with God on His own terms. Hey, Silverby. He's trying to make peace with God his way, and God said, "Your ways aren't my ways," which means those vessels don't think they have any problems, nor do they think they need deliverance. When all hearts do, we all fall short of the glory, <clears throat> and God came to rewrite our story. So redemption is God's offer of peace through Christ. And even though some vessels do know Jesus, they still need to get these false structures off of them, these religious structures off, in order to come up into who Christ made you to be. You know, it's interesting, and I think it's because so many of us were raised in church. I wasn't. Actually, I was raised watching Billy Graham. I take that back. I'm sorry, Lord. I just lied. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I was raised knowing Billy Graham, but I really believe that was God's way of preserving me from getting stuck underneath this apparatus of religion. And not just me, people like me. There's a lot of people like me. And you know, it's funny because I forget. (coughs) I'm not really talking. I don't really come on here to talk to the church so much. It just happens that way. It seems the message. My calling is actually to the people outside the church. I relate with them so much better because. I find a healthier group of people there they're actually healthier a lot of there are a lot of believers outside of the church they left the church because the church has become a mausoleum and it's become a very dysfunctional place and it's amazing to me how many people and it's not just in the church it's in life in general how many people settle for dysfunction in life thinking that's as good as life's going to get for them so they just stay in these cesspools of dysfunction i'm sorry And nobody's stepping in to clean it up, except now God's demanding that it get cleaned up lest he blow the walls down and knock those buildings down, which is fixing to start happening to a lot of these these, uh, leaders, because God's tired of them not leading correctly. So if you know anything about Christ, the animal sacrifices had to die before. This is the Old Testament. So that. In the New Testament, Jesus's blood can be sprinkled on the altar. You got to put the old down in order for the new to come. You've got to. And so many people are so afraid in this hour of being wrong. They're so afraid of being wrong, because and actually, it's really just them not wanting to change and be changed. And there's so there's a lot of pride involved in this too, because so many think that they're right. They think that they know more know more than God. If I can talk, sorry. They think that they actually know more than a holy God. And so remember when. There was a certain voice that was on his podcast that said there are four people groups actually at the time i think he said three but i, I think it's four <clears throat> where the first one was adamantly opposed to moving forward they're like no we're fine we're fine just like we are we're staying here second group it's like i don't know if we're so good but this is a safe place we'll stay here third people group oh we're gonna go into the new land just like we are we're gonna go before god in our unholiness just like we are we're fine i'm fine you're fine everybody's fine and their hair's all bushwhacked and they're all a mess. And and the only people group actually getting in is the four people group that this person was talking about. <clears throat> because they're walking in in trust. They've never been in the land before. Thank you for bringing that up, by the way, God. Um, they've never been in the land before. We've never been here. But we came in just on blind trust. Just knowing how good God was in past seasons. And, and I'm like, you know, God, you've never wronged me. You've never hurt me in any way. You've allowed me to take some hard testings. But I trust you. I'm going to go in this new place with you, whatever it brings. I don't know what's going to bring me, but I'm I'm willing to trust you in this place. So here we are in this new place. And now all of a sudden, we've got all these people freaking out that didn't come in, that should have come in. And they're like, what, where did he go, George? Where did he go? Where did they all go to? And everybody's, they're all left behind. And, and God is, it's like, I told you what I was doing. You thought you knew more than me then. Some of you still think you do. And God's like, I need you to come out from underneath that apparatus so I can bring you out and through. And it's such a safety mechanism for people because it's the only sense of identity they've ever had. So God is trying to give you true identity and you're still wanting to be stuck in this this dead thing that never has allowed you to actually truly live. And it just amazes me how people will stay miserable. It's because they've grown accustomed to the miserableness of this thing, this dead apparatus of religion. So this is the way actually witchcraft instilled it. And if you know anything about witchcraft, it's affected the body for the past 40 years. And it's been so bad that it's actually duped leaders into believing that it's wrong to preach the truth, which would have delivered a lot of people from this apparatus. And so now we have a whole group of leaders and sheep that are like the blind leading the blind. We have all these groups that are so misaligned. And so then we wonder why our society is the way that it is. And had leaders preached the word, They were preaching the word, but they were preaching their truth and not God's truth. They were twisting the truth. A lot of them still are. They twist the truth to suit their own narrative. So they perverted God's truth is what they did. And God said, you don't get to touch me any old way you want. You don't get to come near me any old way you want. And now some of those leaders think they're actually going to come near a holy God any old way they want. And God's like, I'll strike you dead first. You don't get to come near a holy God. And touch me with your unholiness just because you have a spirit of entitlement on you. And you think you deserve it because of how long you've been in the house of God, the prodigal son's brother, as some of you are. Some of you are the prodigal son's brother. You think you deserve it. But some of you haven't even been serving him in the house of God, yet your butts have been planted in the seat for years and you've never been transformed. I just don't get it. Yet I see it behind the scenes. We feel it behind the scenes with your witchcraft prayers and all this gunk that we've experienced through some of these people. And nobody thinks they have a problem. But the heart condition of the church is so screwed up. I'll go ahead and say it because it really, really is. And so God bless the true leaders. And now, you know, everybody's been identifying with this. I think that a lot of the things that I'm saying on here, A lot of these leaders, the ones that are truly that have been irritated by it. Oh, and let me say this. Thank you, Jesus. For you truth leaders, for you truth leaders, now is your time to shine. You should have been doing it all along. But you let other people talk you out of being who Christ made you to be. And God Is saying, now I want you to stand up in a line. I want you to let a rip potato chip. Let the chips fall where they may. Because God says, truth is in the room. And judgment's right behind it. Right behind me, says Lord. It's right behind me. Because God doesn't have a choice but to judge people that are misaligned. When he's told you all along, I'm doing heart inspections. I'm doing heart inspections. What do you think C2 is about every year? going through the eye of the needle, then you get invited into the higher dimensions of God's heart by him. If you pass the test, if not, you just get to go around the mountain again. But you truth leaders, I believe that God has got me speaking a lot of things that were on a lot of your minds. Sincerely, it's just been on your mind. I've just been the only one that God said, Hey, let her rip, let her rip potato chip. And I'm just like, really? These people are going to hate me. And it's been hard. This has been a hard calling. But now I'm, I'm, I'm committed now. <laughs> I'm committed. I'm kind of neck deep in this stuff. So I can't, I just have to do what God's telling me to do. But for you in this hour, if God's telling you to call people out, telling people to sit your butt down, you don't act like this in this house, it's your hour. God's saying, I'm backing you. I'm backing you because I'm aligning my sheep. And for people that try to come in around you and saying, where's the in that who do you think lives in you does love not live in you we each have personality types we are born into the time of god the 12 tribes of israel if you're born at the one through three o'clock hour you're usually operating in double mercy it's starting to evolve as you move through into the 10 11 12 o'clock hour when you hit 8 through 12, or 12 o'clock it's getting pretty truthful god's getting pretty truthful in your personality be who you are And yes, you are speaking the truth in love. Love will get tough on you sometimes. I don't know about you, but I had some tough old birds growing up raising me. I love them. I respect them. Matter of fact, the other night I got an opportunity to sit. I don't know why I'm saying this, but I'll tell you, because I learned steely grit through these people. My dad was special forces and uh, I got the opportunity. Some of them called because if you know anything about the military, the military is like a A family outside of your immediate family. And so they teach you teamwork. You know that your your dumb actions or your your childishness or your selfishness can cost somebody their life if you're stuck on stupid in different places, especially in wartime. So I learned from a very young age, Missy, hey, you're not a lone island and of yourself. That's what the church needs to learn right now. Hey, baby, you're not a lone island and of yourself. Get your butt over here. Align. Let's do this as a team together. Let's make this thing shine. Diversity and unity. Let's do it. That's what it's all about. But I got an opportunity, man. I was sitting there listening to these people talking, the men and women that I would grown up with that were like spiritual parents in a sense, but they would really crack you upside your head. You messed up. (laughs) But they were just very adamant about honor. I mean, and, and there was just like a sense of nobility in it. I mean, and I was listening and I could feel the spirit on these people, even the wives. And I, I was around. It's all I was raised with. There's nobility and honor. And, and there, was, there was a sense of selflessness and laying their life down for a greater cause. And I don't see a whole lot of that today. All I see is, and my dad used to say this, all I see is a whole lot of I mean my mind thinking. It's all about me. What about me? Who cares about you? Why don't you get out of you so you can actually get your eyes off off of you and off of your self-pity or whatever it is that's holding you captive and onto something greater than you who can actually help you, even leaders. A lot of you. I wouldn't go to war with some of you. A lot of you in the body. I would not. Not unless you've been cleaned up because most likely I I would probably have to. Uh, take a baseball bat and a blanket to some of you and then repent later. Because of some of the stupid things that I'm seeing in the body of Christ. I'm sorry. You're like, I can't believe she said that. I can't believe. You're not God. You're not. Oh, go. Go no serve your father, the devil. Really? We're tired of all of this mamby-pamby milk toast stuff when God is trying to help some of you. And, and sometimes love will get tough on you. These men and women that I was raised with, when I fell in a cactus patch, I fell backwards into a cactus patch as a kid, a five-year-old kid. I was screaming, crying, and my dad said, okay, let's pull these things out. He's like, okay, you're good now, Missy. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not good. I'm not good. Yeah, you are. You're good. Put some women. Go play. <laughs> like, no, I can't. Yes, you can. Go play. Go do what you were doing. Get back up. Get back up into position. Get your focus back. Get your focus. I know, right? That's what I felt like. I was like, no. You know how many of those things, those thorns I had in my backside? Probably about 50. Long ones. They went in and probably about that deep. And I wouldn't let anybody touch me, but my dad. And, he, and my, that was that, But that was the mentality. Keep trucking. You're good to go come on we got things to do I need you to get your mind off you So I was raised from an early age not to be self-focused and so I get appalled by these leaders these supposed Balaam's prophets and the Jezebel's and all their followers who think they're in this noble cause when they're all just I mean my mind people they are stuck in pride they wouldn't lay down their life for jack squad they'd be too afraid there's no fear in true love. This is a new place we're entering into. But I got the privilege the other night of seeing that. And, I, and it gave me great comfort. Because that's what I've known love to be. That's what I know true love to do. You buck up, you stand up, you get back up, and you keep going. Because God keeps going. God finishes what he starts. And the problem is, is that the church has lost its ability to, to hear that kind of truth they don't like people like you or myself because they can't stand up underneath that kind of adversity they haven't been trained in this hour God's like this is the new move this is the new move I'm bringing in leaders who have actually been in these hard places out in the world and they've got that steely grit they've had to walk through it through through a few testings and through a few trials We're not afraid of telling you the truth. Fuck up. It's not that bad. God's got you. If God be for you, who can be against you? This is the new play. So witchcraft has affected the body in that place where you can't tell them those things. So our entire society, which should have been changed by God's word, was shoved down another pathway of twisted truth. Where well, the church should have been course correcting the sheep so that we would have had been a force to be reckoned with. It's a bunch of milk toast. It's a bunch. I'll be blunt. It, I feel like some of the church is a bunch of pansies. I can't believe I said that on here. But I said that. It's really what I've thought for 25 years. When I first went back, God let me go into the church a few times. Every single time except for the few times that I experienced him in this one little treasure chest church. I really experienced God in that church, but every other one, I would watch adults that were 35 years old, 40 years old bragging of watching veggie tales. Oh yes. Trying to act like reliving their, their teen years. I'm like, grow up. Are you kidding me? You'd be in for a rude awakening. If wartime hit or if serious, serious things hit but it's that kind of mentality or then we have these crazy people who want to keep you as stuck as they are in this apparatus oh no and if you don't say i had a guy sit beside me he said sister Sowens," he called me sister i said hey hey just stop right there i said if we haven't gotten that figured out before now we're in a heap of trouble you don't need to call me that that's religious my name's missy please call me missy But it's that stuff. That's that apparatus. Get free. It's time to get free and start being you. A lot of you are so frustrated. You don't even know you're frustrated. And you're just giving into it because it's all everybody else told you you should be. That's not who Christ made you to be. Just saying. As that dumb little analogy goes, I don't like that word either. I'm just saying. I hate that. But it is what it is. There you are. So the church should have been course correcting, but it's amazing to me how many people come at me stuck in this spirit of religion, pride, and Jezebel, thinking they know so much, but are the main culprits to the issue. They don't like truth. They don't like people like myself, and they're hell-bent on trying to shut God down within us, the people with the new move. But Acts 539 states, if someone and something's of God, you can't stop them. You can't stop Jesus in him because that's who you're really at odds with. And probably don't even know him. But where we're at right now as a nation. If we're going to get our nation back. We need a few leaders. I don't care if you're male or female. I would say this and I'm not a feminist, but leave it to the women. (laughs) Leave it to the women. Cause I don't know about you. My dad was on the road a lot. He was always doing uh, military work. He was always traveling around the world. So my mom, my mom could crack a whip, man. She, she would tell me, she's like, don't make me knock you into the middle of next week. <gasps> my, my precious gentle mom. <laughs> <I'm sorry. gasps> you wouldn't do that. She goes, it's better than having your father lay hands on you. You'd rather me lay hands on these than have your father lay hands on you, because he'll put you back where you came from. And I want to keep you around a while. So just do what I'm asking you to do. But if we can get some strong leaders to start course correcting sheep and saying, we're not doing that anymore. Getting these sheep in deliverance. Deliverance shouldn't be something And this hour should be something we talk about on a Thursday night in a back room somewhere. It should be an everyday part of every service. Not because I'm a deliverance minister, but seriously, because the body's in such need of it. And some of you are thinking, no, we can't do that, Dr. Missy. It's just too much. You're too hardcore. Blah, blah, blah. No, the hour, if you're saying the hour's late, the hour's late. But I think for people to get into, hey there, hi, Joyce. It's always a blessing to see you, man. But for people to get into their blessings and to get into the right perception, We've got to course correct people to help them see the way in which they're to walk. And so it's up to leaders to course correct them. But we've got to get the leaders free first, getting the leaders free. So if you want to know where we're at as a nation right now, between weather balloons and aliens and train wrecks, laptops and frustration on social media. What I've been perceiving is that we're still ahead. Of, we're still head to head with the enemy. But the enemy's weakening tremendously. Thank God, we're almost there. Have you been sensing this light and airy? You'd be right. You're right. They can't stop you. God's flipped the switch off of the enemies now. People stuck in a spirit of religion. Unfortunately, told you this would happen. That's why I'm on here being hardcore with you today. There's no room for it anymore. You gotta change. You gotta change if you want to come higher. So the Lord asked me yesterday, let me tell you what he asked me yesterday. He said, Missy, do you believe that you're a co-creator with me in heavenly places? And I had to reply. I said, yes, sir, I do. I think I am. I think I am. And he responded, "Then, well, why are you acting like you're believing the religious lie of doom and gloom? Why are you really, why are you living? And I thought, oh, I am? But I had been. I'd been listening to some. I've had to shut off certain leaders. I can't listen to some of them. Because if you're not preaching truth and you're not standing in the, the initial thing that God initially told you, God doesn't change his mind. We're the ones that get fickle. God is God that finishes what he starts. Remember, we're in a trust test. So if God told you something three years ago and you're getting fickle and thinking, well, maybe I missed it. No, you no, you didn't. You're in a trust test. Kenneth Copeland said, we live by season of seed plus time equals harvest. The time test is what determines your ability to hold on to a thing in the spirit. To keep decreeing a thing, decreeing a thing. How, wa- how long are you willing to hold on to a thing? Because I had to repent yesterday and I was like, nope, I'm getting back into position. Boop, Pull those, pull those thorns out of my backside. <laughs> keep trucking. Let's go. That's the truth, but I was astounded and I had to repent and get right back into the position of faith. You need to repent and get right back into the position of faith because for those stuck in this position of doom and gloom or religion, they will truly have what they say. While the rest of the believers who are taking God's true prophets and God at His word are moving over into this new blessing. Can you hang on? Can you hang with God while he's finishing what he started? They're coming at your vision. They're coming at your mandate, your ability to see the end from the beginning. They're coming at your emotions. I'm making it easy for you. Start striking these things down. They're coming at your future. They're trying to stop your future because they know if you continue decreeing a thing, decreeing a thing, decreeing a thing, you're going to have what you say. Job 22:28 28 states, if I say it with my mouth and believe it in my heart, I'll have whatsoever I say. You know what the real key to this is? if you're not an evil king, queen or priest or an evil council or an evil judge that means you're hearing the true king's decree. If the true king said it, Haggai 2:23, not not Daniel 6:8. Daniel 6:8 was a fleshly king, an evil king, queen or a priest. Remember that guy he put Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego in the fire and God said I'll stand in here with you. But he was an evil fleshly king. <clears throat> so the, the fleshly king's decree, which is based in your unhealed areas in your flesh that you make in your own wrong perceptions and twisted word, you twist the word to suit your narrative, those will fall to the ground. But if you're listening at the feet of God and you're getting the true king's decree, when a king decrees a thing, it shifts things. Ask our team, not the Weaver Bribe, but ask the team. And so whatever some of you think you're releasing against me while I'm teaching right now, God bless. He's still here. (laughs) He's still here preaching and teaching through my vessel. You can't stop Jesus, man. You can't. So I just sit here and I just shake my head and I just think these people. Knock yourself out, baby. Knock yourself out. He's still showing up and showing off. He's not sharing his glory with you. He's saying, by the way, for some of you who are stuck in the spirit of religion, he's flicking you off his throne. He's saying, if you don't get yourself on my throne, I'm fixing to backhand you off my throne. You don't ever come and seat yourself at a table that you weren't invited to, because you won't get yourself cleaned up. Lest the king come in and unseat you, the true master come in and seat you. That's called pride. <clears throat> Those are people that think, well, I deserve to sit here. I deserve to know what she's saying. I deserve to teach what she's teaching. I deserve, I deserve, I deserve, I, 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 you and your spirit of entitlement, the prodigal son's brother or sister. And God says, if a thief gets caught sneaking through the back door, I think it's Proverbs 631. You have to pay back seven times. You don't get to come in through any of the door, but the way that God tells you to come into him through. And it's through his protocol, by the way. He's got a way of doing things. His ways aren't your ways. So all the spirits of entitlement from here to eternity will not get you through that door closer to Jesus unless you get it cleaned up his way. This is the new move of God. I've been saying it for three years, and now we're here. And they get mad. You can get mad all you want. Go have a titty baby fit somewhere else. I don't care. God flicked your light switch off if that's you. But I was astounded. I was astounded. And so he's saying, they will truly have what they say. But for those who take me at my word, watch, the Lord says, my glory is fixing to be on display. It's not the last hour. It's late. But if we were in the last hour, although people are behaving badly, it's because the people haven't gotten cleaned up for the latter glory to come in we would be sensing rapture but what I sense is that God is getting a people group ready who know how to rule and reign with Christ in heavenly places we know how to change things through decreeing a thing we become experts in timekeeping and we know how to listen to a holy God Now this is gonna blow some of their minds watch I'm gonna start getting hate Um We know how to listen to a holy God with what he wants to come to pass versus what man wants to come to pass. Religion is man's flesh. Men and women stuck in their flesh apparatus of religion, looking through their lens of doom and gloom. It's late. It's late. But it's not that late yet. Okay? Religion creates a mindset and a lens, a false structure that hinders God's spirit from fully stepping up to bat for us. Remember I said perceptions, reality. So whatever you perceive your life to be is the way it's going to be. If you're a negative Nelly or a doom and gloom person, that's your life. You will draw things to yourself that are like yourself. That's why I tell our people too. I tell our people, I was having this conversation with one of our members the other night We do life coachings and stuff like that. And hey, Connie. Um, But I I was telling them because they're like, Dr. Missy, I don't feel like I'm, you know, I I just don't feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be. And I'm always in a big, big hurry to get somewhere and blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know what? I said, why don't you, first of all, enjoy the journey. But secondly, you know, you're going to draw people to yourself like yourself. Okay. With where you're at in your healing. You can always do kind of a litmus test with where you're at in your healing by the people you're drawing to yourself. So if you need more inner healing, look at your relationships. Are you still drawing screwed up people? No offense. I'm just being me. I don't care. I don't care anymore. I don't care. I'm not going to be who these people, what makes you people feel comfortable on some of these replays with. I get some of these emails and they're like, you're not, you're not speaking the truth in love. Yes, I am. Jesus lives in me take a chill pill relax trust me (laughs) I'm speaking the truth love will get tough on you sometimes I'm just being honest but I told this person I said you need to give yourself some time while you're in the deliverance process for God to move you up in the spirit and change your mind about a few things so that you can perceive things differently perceive people differently And then you start seeing through the lens and the eyes of Jesus. And you start looking at people through Jesus, through the transformation process. You're not looking through some fake apparatus or some fake lens of doom and gloom. And oh, and I got to be everything everybody tells me I should be or I'm not going to fit into the church. Oh, blow! who cares? That's dead. People that are stuck there are dead in spirit. Usually they usually are used by the devil to make everybody miserable. So be who Christ made you to be. You have my permission. I'm not God. I just say be. Be who you are at the level you're operating at Christ, uh, excuse me, at Christ in flaws and all. Just be who you are. You can't help but be that anyway. You might as well. And then go to deliverance. Get cleaned up. But be honest, at least be honest. So those people that I'm running to in church that are that authentic they're just being who they are some of them smoke some of them may have a beer here and there okay that's cool I don't I don't but you know I'll love you until God changes your heart about a few things and and if you don't change he'll move me out but that's just to preserve you know my walk He's, he's into change if you didn't know anything about God he's into change so what makes us think we don't have to change I don't know And then, you know, and I want to say this too, for all of you religious people who don't drink wine, Jesus made wine. He drank wine. He didn't get drunk. But some of you seem to think that it's your responsibility to place your convictions on everybody else around you. Your convictions aren't my convictions. Your convictions aren't everybody else's convictions. It doesn't make somebody wrong for doing that. It may slow them down in their walk, but Jesus to give us life and to bring it in abundance I'm not twisting that I'm telling the truth he made wine at weddings but what is it about this religious apparatus and mindset that keeps people it's like you want people to walk in this fake holy with you you know if you don't know how to let God gauge your walk engage your activities something's wrong something's wrong that's called self-discipline okay you got to have it in all aspects. Some of you overeat. (laughs) Overeat badly. What makes that different than having a few beers every now and again? Some of you watched the Super Bowl with a woman that was naked in the halftime show. But I didn't know if you watched the Super Bowl or not. What makes that sin so different from having a beer every now and again? Sin is sin. If you're going to call it sin, be honest across the board. So... If we're going to judge, God said, judge not lest you be judged. He's trying to get us honest with ourselves. I'm not saying I'm trying to give you a license to sin. But I'm just saying if you're going to call people out and act like a judge, be careful lest you be judged because God will call you out. Let God be the judge. Let God be people's. And and don't get me wrong because I believe some people are in places of leadership And so, yes, they do have specifications that they prefer their leaders to operate in. I commend you. I respect you deeply. But I'm not going to hold everybody to that standard. I think that's, it's that spirit. That's that apparatus God's trying to free us up. He just wants us to love each other. That's all. He wants us to love each other. And and it's these, I just, mm -mm, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm you ever seen that dog, that dog gif? He goes, "Mm -mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. It's part of what holds up the body. I feel some of your emotions right now. I can sense some of your thoughts. I can't help it. I'm a walking, talking radio tower. So I'm just like, I can't help but feel it. I sense it. And I can feel some of your hearts and others of you feel like you're set free. Be set free. Please be set free. Learn to be. But religion, it creates a false structure and a false lens that hinders God's spirit from fully stepping up to bat for you. And in the past, God has still honored a lot of these people who were stuck in it because that's where they were at. And a hundred people were, a lot of the vast majority of the church was there. And so we still saw revival. We still saw that happening. But God knew those men and women were doing their best in the place that they were positioned at in their attempt to move with God in higher places, that's what created past revival, but now, if you notice when we're in the double, I don't know about you, this just came into my mind actually. It seems that God is doing things a completely different way for this latter glory to come in. He is really forcing us to get cleaned up all of us, and by the way, if you want to move into the latter glory. You may have to change a few things about your life. So for those of you who have these convictions, rest easy. You're probably going to get your way anyway. But my point is, you got to have discipline if you want to walk here because the gate is narrow. He's not allowing everything to happen in past seasons to come in through this narrow gate. But I do believe he still wants us to love each other. He's tired of us judging each other. He's, we're not the judge. He is. He is. Judge not lest you be judged. So God's teaching the sons and daughters of Issachar to rule and reign with him. I need to get going. Big time. Um, and having the places where we're learning to say only the true king's decree. It moves us to Leviticus 4, 1 through five nineteen, Being at true peace with God. Demonic interferences. And precious, having precious blessings should never be taken for granted. Ever. Which means the blessings of fellowshipping with a holy God is a privilege you need to understand that coming in through the narrow gate um, and fellowshipping with God knowing the true Kings decree it's a privilege it's a privilege you need to treat it as such because it's people that take the walk with God for granted and they get into loosey-goosey you need to have discipline in all things not to judge in anything but you can lose it. You can lose positioning when you take your position with God for granted. But now we have so many people thinking they're hearing God when in reality all they're listening to are unholy speaking spirits that are not delivered from yet. So they fly with every wind and doctrine that makes them feel comfortable. But, and then when truth comes in, they get offended. They get offended. Why are you offended when truth? when you know truth is in the room? Is it too much truth for you? Is that what this is? That's how much truth we haven't been allowed to preach in church. That's the truth. So now when truth comes in the room through the truth prophets, these people are like, oh, they're angry. That's an angry prophet. That's an angry speaker. But no, that's the truth. That's the truth. And I'm not going to dial it back to make you feel comfortable. Get over it. I'm being me. You should be you. Mercy, you can be you. Uh, truth 100 percent conviction you bet but it is and people don't like feeling convicted they don't want to look at themselves we're getting into that here in a second and it's and it's amazing to me when you're off you're off because the truth hurts but it'll set you free but just like jezebel and ahab we have so many sheep who don't have peace in this hour why don't you have peace if you know god And then they get in a hurry and they make up their own truth, pretending that it's God when it's really only their flesh or a demon they need deliverance from. If you truly are at peace with God, you would know what was going on in the times, in this season. You wouldn't be operating under a lens of religion, which is making you panic because there's fear in your version of love. There's no fear in love if you know God. You see what he sees, you say what he says, and you know the hour. And you know how to tap into his power so some of you are so ticked off that the few have outrun you I didn't mean to I just obeyed and I'm not trying to be prideful in saying that I'm just saying he's gracious to show up when I'm gracious to show up we're not actually he's gracious to show up when I'm grateful to show up because it's a privilege when he shows up but so many vessels are making excuses for not getting free, which would make their hearing course correct if they would. It would take the lenses off. It would free you from this apparatus. It would actually give you freedom like you've never known. Freedom that you had actually when you weren't in the church. See, it's the church that places all these confinements on people. I I love Christians. I just don't always like some of them. Because a lot of them are some of the nastiest people you'll ever meet because they won't get free. I've seen it. I've seen it. And at least if they were honest. If they were honest, I would respect them. But I don't respect a lot of them because they're hypocrites. I see it everywhere. At least if you're sinning and you're honest about it, it makes people respect you. Because they're like, yeah, they know where they're at. God knows where they're at. They know where they're at. And I'll pray for you because God will clean you up. And he usually does. He usually does, but it's the ones that hide it, and they act like they're Joe Super Christian and Joe Super Holy, and they don't have any problems, and and then they want to try to tell you how to live your life, and it's like, wait a minute, you just watched the Super Bowl with a a halftime show, maybe you did, maybe you didn't, with a woman that had covered in whatever I saw a photograph later, and it was Rihanna. I'm thinking yeah I don't have any I don't have any desire I've been in the industry I came out of the industry I already know what they're about it's like I have zero tolerance for it it was like wait a minute that's hypocrisy if you're gonna hold everybody to a standard at least practice it and practice it across the board don't make excuses but there are so many people that make excuses and they make Jesus's atonement on the cross in vain because they continue to live in sin cycles And they choose to stay stuck where God wants to free them, causing them to stay outside of kingdom. All other vessels never even enter kingdom or redemption because of the refusal to change. So in this hour, there are three streams flowing in America. While I flip through this thing, I'm going to fly through this thing. I've got to wrap it up. The stream of co-creators seated beside Christ in heavenly places. They're co-creating and just decreeing a thing, decreeing a thing, decreeing a thing. You're probably taking a lot of heat because you're, you're effective in your decrees. We do. Uh, but and then we've got the stream of doom and gloom voices stuck in their religion. Even those who are normally upbeat and optimistic, but lack of deliverance is causing them to see through skewed lenses. so The perception of the future is not right for this exact hour that we live in. And then we've got those people who are just majorly skewed. I'll say, you can say what you think. <laughs> That's what they're really out of luck. That's what I'm going to say, unless they change and come in. Um, where all they see is, all they see and live and decree is everything that the devil says. Everything the devil thinks. So he, rule, he rules and reigns in their lives and he's the one creating their world. Which moves us to Mark two thirteen three 3 through 6. And how God deals with sinners or the sick. God, you know, he's here to free us. And I know this is kind of a a candy green beans topic, but it's not. If you listen, you'll get set free. Because if you know anything about God, God told us he would set you free. He told us he would set us free. But man's hang up is that he's read about so many things in the Bible for so long without seeing true results. That the sheep now dismiss God's power to do it. It's been a twisted truth. They haven't seen it because God will not show up where the, tw- where the truth is twisted. Did you know that? Which is caused by religious spirits. And religious spirits, I believe, were sent in to turn people off to the truth. To turn people off to church to make them leave. And that God, God uses it all. He's used it all. He preserved a group of people outside of the church because they're the ones that God's going after right now to bring them, to bring the truth back in, to help realign those who've been screwed up by this apparatus. But it was very, very purposeful and sent in to disappoint the sheep, to make them question God's miracle working power. To make man think that miracles were only for another time when they're still at work today. I had someone tell me that just the other day. I was like, "No, nope, no, nope, they're still at work today." I've seen it, and they're like, "No, it's all a fraud. It's all a fake." No, it's not. No, 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 it's not. I've seen blind eyes see, and I've seen deaf ears hear. I've seen limbs grow out, and I know it's hard to believe. It is real. It is real. God's miracle-working power is real. Do you have the faith to believe for it? His deliverance power is real. And if you understand anything about the deliverance, by the way, let me just share something with you real quick. Deliverance, you can get instantly delivered from a strong man. Most people in the church, because you got hurt in layers, it will be taken off in layers. So you might come in next year dealing with some little bit of rage issues, and you're thinking, I thought I dealt with that last year. Well, it's the next layer. He's going deeper because if God were to take it off of you all at once, you would die. It's too much. It would leave you overwhelmed in your spirit, man. Sorry. It would leave you overwhelmed because of whatever hurt was caused or hurt the roots that were instilled in you from the hurt you experienced that caused the anger. So he's getting to the root of the matter. He's taking it off from the top down. He sometimes yanks it up from the root up, the root, the bottom up. That's what I've found. But take a load off. Take a load off. So the other issue is with high technology, busy lifestyles and self-conscious people, we're more worried about what other people think with regard to deliverance, as well as being consumed with what's going on in us, or excuse me, around us, around us, instead of inside of us, which affects our world around us. We're so busy. We're just so busy. And so we've entered into an hour where God is saying, you need to pay attention if you want to go higher and allow me to heal you and set you free from what keeps you earthbound. That would make me take room for pause. If I'm not moving, I want to know why. Which brings us to Psalms 36, 1 through 12, and it's talking about man's wickedness, no room for kingdom. And David, you know, David was a man, he, he was a man after God's own heart. We've heard that a million times. And he'd been around the block a few times. Thank you, Lord. I see that person by the spirit. God bless you, sir. Thank you for watching. I see you by the spirit. Um, but. David was a man after God's own heart. And if you know anything about David, he came out of the, he was kind of in the world. (laughs) He believed in the Lord. And I think a lot of these leaders, God has brought you out of the world. Don't lose your street smarts. I'm going to say that bluntly. Don't lose your street smarts. Because God is bringing in leaders from the world right now because the church needs them. He's changing you. He's cleaning you up. But don't lose your sense of identity and try to conform to who everybody tells you who they think you should be or because of your wrong perceptions of Jesus, because of identity or because of culture, because of who you think he expects you to be. How about you just try being you? That would be a load off you. And a lot of you would be so much more successful in your ministries just by being yourself and a lot of people, if you really want to make an impact, get in there with your sheep and get cleaned up with, right beside them. That shows transparency. You have nothing to hide. Into me see. Into me see means into me see. True intimacy, into me see. I have zero to hide. I do it with our people all the time. I put myself up on the board all the time. I don't have anything to hide. I'm like this behind the scenes and in front of the camera. I don't care. It's because if you, I, I saw this the other day. The truth will keep things from popping up in your future. If you lie, you have to account for that in the future. So why do you want to live a lie? Why do you want to have to keep up with all these different things? After a while, you can't keep up with it all. You can't live the lie anymore. So you might as well start being who you truly are. But David knew this. He'd seen a lot of man's wickedness. While even knowing his own heart condition. And where David couldn't trust man, he knew he could trust God because the difference in who David had dealt with in the past versus who he knew God to be is that he trusted God. How many of you have felt disappointed with people lately? I can attest to that. Very disappointed in the last two weeks, very disappointed with people. And just think you know, God. You know, I just, and God said, but I'm, I'm trying to differentiate and show you the difference between myself and man. People will always let you down. All, they can't help but be who they are. People cannot help but be who they are. But we're not called to put our faith in man. We're called to put our faith in a holy God. And David knew this. And he knew he could trust God. And the psalm was about God's faithfulness. Where God always does what he tells us he's going to do. Man might not, but God does. Man might not, but God surely does. Where man is fickle, resentful, triggered by emotions, ruled by his head, instead of knowing God's heart and allowing God's heart and vision to d- direct him and to guide him. See, if you know anything about these, remember the four people groups I was talking about at the beginning? From that one Apostle he was talking about the one the group that came in through trust this is the differentiation between that group versus the other three we don't know where we're going I don't know uh, I don't know what God has in store for me except I know what he's told me in the past that he's gonna do some things for me and all the only choice I have is to take him at his word have i had screwy people come up alongside of me in the interim in the last three years to try to uh, divert that uh screw that up mess that up sabotage that through the devil on their lives you bet probably just like you but have i let that divert me no way no way you want to know why because man may try to give His impersonation, what he thinks is going to come to pass because of his skewed perception and his skewed sense of power and who's God and who's not. But God says, if you got the true king's decree, baby, it's good to go with me. It's going to happen. It's going to happen, and I really believe that has to do with this trust test that we're all walking through right now, learning to take God at his word no matter what man does, no matter what we feel, no matter what our fivefold gifting giftings show us or don't show us because we're bl- we've are we got witchcraft coming at us in all sides. God says, don't, don't rely on those gifts. Don't rely on those tools. Don't rely on man. Rely on me. Rely on me, and you will have what I see and what I've placed inside thee because i'm a man of my word and i finish what i start god doesn't lie so this is the place this fourth people group is in right now so this is actually for people who've made room for god in their hearts they've gotten the religious the religious structures off all the things that so easily beset them if you've been faithful in the past seasons to stay uh tuned into God and getting free from what besets you. This is for you. This last part is for you because you're considered a true believer in his heart. And the true believer's blessedness is where God protects those who truly know him from every enemy. He protects your dreams. He protects his promises. And he provides for every heart's need and desire. And so if you're not experiencing kingdom, chances are you're out of alignment or don't know God that's the truth and that last statement scares me if I were some of you because this isn't an hour to be trifling with God when judgments in the room because truth when truth comes in the room judgments right behind him because you're allowing truth in that moment to inspect your heart Because when we dwell in Christ and in truth, we're truly walking out the Garden of Eden here on earth. Which brings us to Proverbs 10, 1 and 2. It says, the Proverbs of Solomon, it says, A wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish son brings grief to his mother ill gotten treasures have no lasting value, but righteousness delivers from death. The key to that statement is the very last part. Because God's both mother and father. He's both maternal and paternal. And so I really, really believe that God is saying, when you're truly operating in righteousness, and and the only thing I can really explain that with is that, you know anything about the breastplate? That's Ephesians 6, 14. The breastplate of God. For God, it represents the 12 tribes of Israel. And it's where God places his righteousness on top of the priestly, the priest's chest, meaning he's placing his righteousness on your unrighteousness. It represents the 12 tribes of Israel. It represents all the iniquity of your bloodline. He's placing and covering you with his own clock, his own Personality. He's saying, I'm putting my heart on your heart and I'm setting you free from what beset you from the start. So you can actually come higher in me and take me at my word. And you know that I'm going to finish what I've told you I would do. I'm not trying to rhyme in saying that. But it, it was fascinating to me when he taught me about the breastplate. Because I thought, wow, that's fascinating. You hear about all about the priests going into the tabernacle and they, they have the, all their garb on, they have their tunic on, their the breastplate, the 12 tribes of Israel breastplate. And then he explained to me, because you know what that's about. He said, it's about me putting my righteousness on top of your unrighteousness to cover your heart, to protect all things in, internally, in your life, in your body, spiritually and naturally, which means your promises, by the way, and all the things he told you he would do. He's covering it. If you truly know the true king's decree the true king you're a man and woman after his own heart so with that i'm gonna leave you with that i gotta jump off here and go take somebody to the doctor i love you guys well have yourself a great rest of the day and i'll look forward to seeing you on tuesday see you then bye bye